Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Disney Versus, the only podcast that will make a man out of you. Hey, but not the creepy kind. Unless <laughs> you're into that kind of thing. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. <laughs> and I'm Heather. Oh, God. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I like being a woman, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if you're new to the show, Tori has some interesting jokes. <laughs> and they're great sometimes. Most of the time. Oh, they're 99% of the time. They're almost always terrible. Let's be real. They're almost no, they're always great. terrible. They're great. Like bad puns. Bad puns are great. That's exactly what they are. I don't make bad puns. <laughs> but it's like at that jokes. level. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> If you're new to the show, welcome. This is what you're in for. It's about 90 minutes of this. Please enjoy. (laughs) What we've done on this show is we've taken 64 Disney and Pixar movies. We've ranked them in a March Madness style bracket. And we eliminate them until we have a true winner. How's it going, guys? It feels like it's only been a week, but since I was recording a lot, I feel like I just talked to you guys yesterday or just listened to you guys yesterday. Yeah, my my week went very, very quickly, so yeah. yeah, it does not feel like it's been very long. My week's been going really slow. It's been a month since I've talked to y'all last. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Heather. That is how, that is how I feel. Was was that Skrull, Heather, <laughs> that recorded Coco with us? Heather's a Skrull. Maybe. I might be a Skrull. Heather's a Skrull. Who knows? People tell me I'm not real, so I mean. <laughs> you are not real. <laughs> It's, one of my it snowed today. It snowed. <laughs> it did not snow. It, it did probably snow. sleeted. It snowed. Somewhere we are in Texas and it was 37. We got some news today. We got a lot of news. <laughs> it is uh, award season is about to get going because it's actually we're in the well, no, we're not in the middle of award season. We're in, you know, award release season, like when all the movies for Yeet. awards get released. So, we got some Annie Award nominations for uh, Pixar's Coco, which, go check out our, our review of Coco if you haven't already. Coco has been nominated mm-hmm. for Best Animated Feature, Best Animated Effects, Best Animated Character Production, Character Design, Directing, Music, Production Design, Storyboarding, Voice Acting for Anthony Gonzalez as Coco, writing and editorial that is uh 13 nominations for one film that's a shit ton yeah that's a lot i think it's going as to coco win. or as miguel sorry dang it anthony gonzalez uh-huh. is the voice of miguel not coco because coco is <laughs> a old woman yes but men have been known to voice over for women so i just wanted to make that distinction just in case and vice versa and vice versa yeah this is significant because i think coco is the front runner for best animated feature at the oscars on the flip side a movie that has just been brought to my attention called the breadwinner beat out coco at la's the los angeles like film festival awards it's essentially from what I've seen in the trailer, it's about a uh, a girl in Taliban-occupied Afghanistan whose father is taken to prison. And so to fill his absence, she uh, impersonates 
a boy to make money for the family. Oh. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's, it looks super good. Mm-hmm. Like the animation is, it's very unique. It has a very unique animation style. I was thinking, that, that made me think of Mulan. Because you were saying mm-hmm. that That's... she was going to impersonate a dude. And I was like, is she going to go to war? No. no. But she's going to make money and stuff, so that's yeah. pretty cool. But you're right. It does like it does sound a lot like Mulan, which is why I included it. I'm like, this is just like, but it's not in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and something that I, that I like, um, the music is done by Michael and Jeff Donna, who did the music for The Good Dinosaur, which I absolutely love. Oh, nice. Hmm. Also, having to do with Mulan. See, see, I did this on purpose, guys. I'm good at my job yeah. sometimes. Hmm. Disney has found its Mulan for the live-action version of Mulan. Liu Yifei, also known as Crystal Liu, will be playing the role of Mulan. She's, I think she's 30. She is uh, Chinese-born. There's nothing wrong with being 30. Yeah, I'm just just saying. saying. (laughs) She looks young. She looks super young, but I'm like, whoa. Whoa. She's Chinese-born. She lives in, I want to say, Queens. And uh, if you've never heard of her, like I hadn't, um, she is actually in the Forbidden Kingdom alongside Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. the, there are four protagonists and she is the female mm-hmm. one. She's a uh, golden yeah. sparrow. She looks super badass. There's a, there's a picture on um, slashfilm.com slash Disney of her from Forbidden Kingdom with just like two swords about to, you know fuck somebody up mm. i'm like oh yeah. that that is mulan <laughs> that is straight up mulan there was a video that uh now this did about her and they had mentioned mm-hmm. they had mentioned that she was in that movie and they did like a clip of like a scene of like her and jackie chan and uh freaking holy crap jetly jetly yes <laughs> um of all of them like you know fighting together in their like respective scene or whatever and stuff and i was just like dude that's sick so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool on Twitter, I read on Twitter that uh, Ming-Na Wen, the original voice for Mulan, has totally just given her all the support in the world. And she's super excited. She's, she said she, she looks perfect. And she's going to be great for this role. So I'm glad mm. that um, she gave her... She's, her blessing has been bestowed on Crystal. Mm to you know rock this and i kind of hope it's not a musical i kind of hope it's kind of just you know a war film with heart Mm -hmm. because that's i mean if you take the music out of mulan that's kind of what it is yeah but we'll get to that later steven chbosky has been hired to write and direct prince charming and what prince charming is kind of like what uh, maleficent was to sleeping beauty Prince Charming mm-hmm. is going to be a reimagining of the Prince Charming trope. It's kind of like if you take the Prince Charming character from Into the Woods and give him his own movie and kind of just subvert all the Prince Charming tropes on his head. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. Stephen Chbosky is the writer, the write, the author and screenwriter for The Perks of Being a Wallflower, the book and the movie. He wrote both. Oh, wow. He wrote the billion dollar movie Beauty and the Beast. The, the remake. Live action. He wrote the remake. Nice. 
and he wrote Wonder with Jacob Tremblay and Owen Wilson and David Diggs and Julia Roberts. The kid, he has the messed up face and he has to go to, you mm-hmm. know, elementary school and deal yeah. with it. It's based on yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of mad at Heather that it took her so long to figure out what I was talking about. I'm sorry. I was also writing notes, so like I was I was hearing you, but at the same time, it like you weren't still listening. Took me a minute. You heard Nobody me, but you weren't listening. Actually, yeah. yeah. The whole like not comprehending, but I hear that you're saying words. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there goes my cat. Podcat. <laughs> she screams at my door. The biggest news story that we're finally getting to because it was announced months ago. Yeah. We finally have a full cast for the live-action Lion King remake. Woo! Mm-hmm. Briefly, the ones that we already know about, James Earl Jones as Mufasa, Donald Glover as Simba, Alfre Woodard yeah. as Sarabi, Simba's mother, John Oliver as Zazu, John Kane as Rafiki, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, and Billy Eichner as Timon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The new ones that have been confirmed... Chiwetel Ejiofor from 12 Years a Slave and Doctor Strange as Scar. Who was he in Doctor Strange? He was Mordo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was trying to make sure I got a face. Beyonce as Nala. And where is she from? Heather, Heather get out. <laughs> <laughs> You're excused. We have uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Florence Kasumba, and Eric Andre as Kamari, Shenzi, and Azizi. That's going to be so good. Kamari, Shenzi, and Azizi are the hyenas. I'm guessing they renamed them from Bonsai and Ed, but Shenzi is an original name. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. McCrary from Casey Undercover, which is a show on Disney Channel. So he's a Disney mm-hmm. kid. As young Simba and Shahadi Wright-Joseph from Hairspray Live, she played uh, Lil Inez in Hairspray mm. Live as cool. young Nala. Okay. Very nice. So uh, this is the t- this is the part where you guys explode with predictions and thoughts and stuff. What do you guys think of this cast? I think I'll really enjoy the cast. I think it's all going to come down to execution. I don't really know how they're going to like either make these characters animals or personified, or are they going to do it like the stage version? I'm. I think that's what I'm more excited about. Grace, you still have to see the Jungle Book. I do. Yeah. That would explain some things, but it? <laughs> yeah, because I think it's going to be just like the Jungle Book, but the okay. Lion King. Mm-hmm. I like the voices and the personalities that they've got. Um, now that I'm listening to some other podcasts that are uh, are like comedy heavy, um, some of these like names I'm starting to recognize a little more. Mm-hmm. And so I think like with the hyenas and with Timon and Pumbaa, it's going to be great. But also with like the singing voices with, I mean... Obviously Beyonce, but also, you know, Donald Glover and, um, I'm not going to say her name right. The one from Hairspray, because I'm shitty. Shahadi, right, Joseph? Yes. Yeah. Shahadi. 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 But yeah, so they're going to have a lot of really good voices. um, So I'm assuming they'll be keeping some of the music um, from, I guess, the original animated movie. Probably adding a couple of more, kind of like Beauty and the De- Beauty and the Beast did too. But either way, it's mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be a really good cast. So I'm pretty excited. Same with Beauty yeah. and the Beast. I'm fine with them adding songs as long as they're good, or they're from the musical. 
because some mm-hmm. of the songs mm-hmm. that they added for Beauty and the Beast, I didn't care for, which yeah. I went yeah. on at Well, one about. of them I really did like. You liked Evermore, didn't you? I liked Evermore a lot, yeah. I hated yeah. Evermore. I, I I'm more of a fan of the songs when I'm not watching the movies. So like if I'm at work and I'm listening to the soundtrack, I really like them. Um, but sometimes when I'm like watching the movie and I hear them, I'm like, mm, okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate yeah. them more like outside of the movie versus inside the movie. But either way, the movie was pretty decent. So Grace, which one of these are you most interested to see or hear? Which of the voices? Yeah, which of these of these characters? I love John Oliver. I watched last week tonight pretty regularly and and so i think he'll be great in the role of zazu i'm excited to hear beyonce i am a fan of beyonce Mm -hmm. um so i'm excited to hear what that is like i'm excited to hear key from key and peel oh i didn't say who they were keegan michael key is from key and peel and mad tv Mm -hmm. eric andre is from the eric the eric andre show and yep. then Florence Kasumba is from Captain America Civil War, and she'll be in Black Panther next year. She's the one in Civil War that when um, T'Challa's leaving the embassy and Black Widow tries to stop them, she's she the one, that, the says, one yeah. that says move, or you will be moved. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. I need to see that again. I haven't seen it in a while. Same. Mm-hmm. It was a very like short like introduction. That was her. That was her only line. But it was, yeah. And Shenzi is the leader of the hyenas. Like, she's the main one of the mm-hmm. trio. So I'm yep. kind of excited to see. Played by Whoopi Goldberg originally. Yeah, played by Whoopi yes. Goldberg. So I, she's, mm-hmm. and if you look at Florence Kasumba, she's fierce. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to post yep. pictures of this of these people on our on the Facebook page so people can get a uh, a face with the names. But yeah, she mm-hmm. has that. She's She has a shaved head. And that just that intense glare, and it's just like, oh my gosh! Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. I know I'm not a fan of Beyonce. I'm not a fan of Beyonce in this, but the inclusion of Key ma- makes me forgive the inclusion of Beyonce. Mm. And and of course, I'm super excited to hear Chiwetel Ejiofor as Scar. Because I told Heather my introduction to Chiwetel Ejiofor was him in Four Brothers as the villain. I hated Chiwetel Ejiofor. Like, I just hated him because he was such a good mm-hmm. villain. And then I yeah, saw him yeah. in other stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, he's a cool dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like a uh, more sly, suave version of Idris Elba. So, yeah, I, I will totally take this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I will totally take this. Because he's also in Serenity, right? I've talked to you about that. Yes, he is in Serenity. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he, he's also very, like, sly and suave in there, in, in, in that movie also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how, and that's how I got introduced to him, so... Yeah. Yep, it's gonna be good. Good fit for Scar. We got all this hype. I just need a trailer now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, for this week's matchups, we have The Nightmare Before Christmas versus 101 Dalmatians. And Cinderella versus Mulan. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put this on Front Street. I don't have that much to say about 101 Dalmatians, and it's sad. Right. Because okay. there's there's not really much to 101 Dalmatians. I mean, it's not a bad film. It's I, I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it the first time we watched it, you know, in round one. Oh, but yeah. It's there's, there's no There's no, like, theme. It's just a well-told story, and there's no subtext. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's not even a, a family theme going on. I think there's a family thing. Like there's no The family theme I... is the parents never giving up and trying to go it's 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 the family of getting of the parents getting the kids, the parents accepting all one hundred and one of the children, right? And then also the family of just like of just like dogs in general and how they can the all, community. Yeah, the community. Community kind of family. That there's a family theme. That's not a there's theme. Multiple. That's just what happens. No. I think I think that's it's like no, prom- it's prominent through the whole entire thing. That ha- like that's I, the theme. I disagree. Okay, well Troy's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really much that happens. Okay. No, there, never give up on your kids. Never give up on finding your children. Never give up give up on finding missing people. I I think it's not even that so much as help those around you. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's the the kind of winning lesson in this is is help your neighbor be good to your neighbor and and that's how they found the puppies mm-hmm. i agree i think nightmare is probably our obvious winner for this one um i do like 101 dalmatians it's not particularly complex and the innovations that kind of came out of nightmare before christmas being produced are phenomenal and and so I don't think there's anything that 101 Dalmatians can kind of push back on. The one thing I will say is that 101 Dalmatians, the villains are, it's very black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, did you mean that pun? I, I did. So, but the good guys are the good guys and the bad guys are the bad guys. And Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie Boogie's the villain, but Jack is also kind of a villain. He's, He's our hero, but he's fucking some shit up for the rest of the world he's, and for Santa. Yeah. He's a hero for, like, and, Halloween Town, but the villain for Christmas Town. Yeah, yeah. Or at least the anti-hero. Anti-hero, yeah. yeah. I'll give him anti-hero. Yeah. But then also, Sally is kind of played off of, as this person that we want to get behind, but Sally isn't a great female role model, and, and she's kind of the opposite <laughs> <laughs> in some ways. I mean, she... She's the force of logic in this whole thing. She keeps saying, don't go, don't go, don't go. Like, this is going to be bad. I have a really bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. But she's also just kind of lets herself be talked over and is at the whims of of the male leads. And um, I don't think she's the strongest female character yeah. to demonstrate at, as compared to something like Mulan. Um, yeah. Certainly she's more respectable than Aurora from Saving Beauty or I don't know maybe Cinderella but I would but yeah. I would take Sally over uh, Sleeping Beauty No that's what I mean Yeah is, that's what she's saying Okay okay mm-hmm. Yeah just make, just make, Yeah she was saying she's more respectable a, man She's more respectable but gotcha. mm-hmm. but she's still not the strongest female role model I think a lot of that has to do with her upbringing though Oh totally Yeah cuz the professor like made her and then Basically made her to what be like a slave to him, you know, yeah, and so basically he basically to and cook so, and clean and stuff. Yeah, so he like yells at her all the time when she wants to break out. He's like, no, you know, and he'll like take her arms and shit, you know, like who like who knows what he actually did. They live in Halloween Town. It's probably terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I think I think a lot of that has to do with probably like with at, at least with um, her kind of being a pushover. Like if she's mm-hmm. yelled at a lot, then she's gonna flinch away, you know, when someone disagrees because she's going to probably think that that's going to be their immediate reaction Mm -hmm. you know yeah so it's kind of like an she's she's kind of like an abuse victim 
Anyway, I, I'd say so. I agree that Sally isn't the most interesting character. She isn't the most interesting character, period. I do appreciate that um, she does try to keep Jack from making a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Because I guess because of her vision of literally everything going up in flames. But I, I do appreciate her her kind of um, devotion, not not trying to not using that in a romantic way, but her I guess her commitment to well, I, I'll stick with devotion, her devotion to Jack mm-hmm. and trying to keep him out of trouble. She may not be interesting, but she does have redeemable qualities, even though she may not be a strong role model. Mm-hmm. She at least tries to be a good friend. Yes. And that's a good takeaway, too. And as far as that goes, where I mean uh, 101 Dalmatians doesn't have really a theme, my thoughts. A theme in you know Nightmare Before Christmas, is, I think, is not missing what you, what's in front of you. Like Jack, he has a good mm-hmm. thing going, and he, yeah. he almost throws it away pursuing some, some whim. Right. I mean, he has he has you know adoring fans, someone who uh, I guess loves him in Sally, and he almost threw it all away for you know a night of whimsy, because every it's it's thrown in his face, and he's like oh, I don't want that. I don't think One Hundred One Dalmatians really has something like that. Like Jack grows, the family grows. I don't think they do because they're kind of in the same. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> the... I thought I was about to have to explain it. I was like, no, no. But... Yeah. It's not like it's not like Pongo and Perdita were like neglecting, you know, their kids. It's not like Perdita goes through mm-hmm. postpartum depression at the beginning of the movie. Like they love their kids from, you know, start to finish. So there's really right. no, I guess, let me not say there's no theme. There's really no character growth in 101 yeah. Dalmatians. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I'll go with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like theme wise with 101 Dalmatians, I think it's pretty, I think it's really vague. So you can pull a lot of different theme ideas from it. Kind of like what Grace and I were doing earlier. So like the, not necessarily like love thy neighbor, but like we're family do like you do things for your family. I think the themes that you guys are pulling would be more applicable to the Aristocats because the same thing kind of happens in the Aristocats, they get lost and then mm-hmm. they end up found and relying on um, the geese and O'Malley's friends and Edgar, not Edgar, Roqueford, the mouse, mm-hmm. and um, the horse and the other dogs. I feel like that's a more relying on your friends and helping your neighbor thing. Well, I think that Aristocats is more about... I mean, it's it's based on the aristocrats, so it's it's about class systems, yeah, and learning outside of their like these those kittens were raised in a super schmancy house, and then were kidnapped and get partnered with this alley cat, so they kind of learn about the lower tiers of mm-hmm. a cast, intermixing the cultures and and, and introducing them to each other and seeing how they all live and stuff like that which also happens in lady of the tramp but i feel like we're getting off topic grace i'm gonna challenge your you're the nightmare super fan here i'm gonna challenge you a bit did you know about the basically did you know about the video games because 
there were two video games. I remember last time I was like, I want more backstory to the universe. There were two video games mm-hmm. after way after this came out. One for PlayStation and, you know, all the other big consoles. And one was a Game Boy game. Nightmare Before Christmas, Ookie's Revenge, which takes place a year after the events of the movie. Jack leaves Halloween Town in search for new ideas. And when he comes back, he finds that Oogie Boogie has declared himself the Seven Holidays King. And is trying mm. to take over the other All the, holidays. the other holiday towns. Mm. And the game is oh, about man. Jack fighting Oogie Boogie. So there's our sequel. And then the <laughs> Game Boy game, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Pumpkin King, is set before the movie where does jack go to college no no this isn't this isn't nightmare university Are they actually roommates in college this isn't nightmare he has university. like he's wearing like he's wearing like braces <laughs> does Oogie have invisible powers no, no. Okay. he doesn't wear glasses either jack is getting ready for halloween but is Oogie short for randall no oh Oogie is upset that nobody remembers his holiday, New Bug Day. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. Google it. Wiki it. I'm not making this up. So he sends Lock, Shock, and Barrel to kidnap Jack, but they get Sally instead. Oh. And then Jack. Number one, bruh. And then Jack has to save a bug fested Halloween town and Sally from Oogie Boogie. Oh my so I'm thinking wow. that might be. I'm I'm doing a headcanon this. That might have been where Sally falls in love with Jack. Probably. Mm-hmm. Turns out I got my uh, well. my prequel and sequel after all. I'm just not playing on planning on playing those games. Not up. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I say some other stuff really quick about 101 Dalmatians no. before we before we just like yes. totally just blow it over? <laughs> I have more. I have one more interesting thing about Nightmare. But go ahead, Heather. With 101 Dalmatians, I just don't want it to seem like we're just totally sweeping it under under the rug and like not and not appreciating it kind of thing because we do appreciate the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a good movie. It's you know simple plot. It's made it this far. Yeah, it's made it this far, which is great. But like the differences and stuff like that between 101 Dalmatians and Nightmare. Think of the music. So like Nightmare Before Christmas, we have a lot of songs that we can sing to, while 101 Dalmatians does not. It's ma- it's mainly like instrumental stuff. Yeah. 101 Dalmatians for for a movie where one of the main characters is a composer, there's not that many songs, and that's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the like, songs nobody that talks we do about have, the music. it's more of a, it's more of like a classic. It's more of like a classic jazz in the sense that it's not like classical music, but you know, yeah. like it's yeah. it's classic in like the time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, the soundtrack yeah, so get, is great. Yeah, and and that's like that's that's what I'm trying to bring up. Like the soundtrack, mm-hmm. like the soundtrack is amazing for you know for 101 Dalmatians and same with Nightmare. They're just like kind of on different spectrums. And then like the drawing style is, Tori, <laughs> you thinking faces at me. Um, the drawing style is like all it's it's all drawn by hand, so like you can see all the lines and stuff like that. And it's like classic in that sense because it's old Disney. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to like bring up 101 Dalmatians a little bit more than like literally the maybe minute that we've brought it up so continue you know grace said that the songs are iconic let's take out cruella Deville. yo i'm not bumping dalmatian plantation because i still have a problem with them calling it a dalmatian plantation <laughs> it's a touchy subject oh me. maybe the not theme for 101 dalmatians is don't fucking hurt animals animal cruelty right? bruh it's not good maybe that's what it is i think you're reaching I don't think I am. I think you're trying too hard. 
No. I don't think I, think, I am, and I, I have Grace right. on my side. It's true. So. Nightmare's still winning. Don't be confused. Yeah, right. no, yeah. I'm not confused. I'm just saying there are multiple <laughs> themes to this to this movie. <laughs> so, last thing I had I had to say about Nightmare, and I don't know if again Grace is super fan. I don't know if you caught this. Fingers, Jack, Doctor <laughs> Finkelstein, the mayor, and most of the residents of Halloween Town only have three fingers: one, two, three, and then a thumb. Sally, the long nosed witch. And then the the ghoul with the top hat, they have four fingers. And a thumb. And a thumb. Mm-hmm. And so I'm... Jack doesn't have five fingers. I no. thought Jack did have five fingers. Jack doesn't have five fingers. I, I feel like that was one of the things that... Hang on a second. Even if you... <laughs> did she just leave? Yeah, she left. <laughs> Toads left. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are right. I'm looking at a picture now. See, even if you look at the... If you pull up the video oh. game cover for uh, the Pumpkin King that I was just talking about, Jack's hand is like this. It's kind of menacing. And he only has yeah. three fingers and a thumb. And I'm just like... It's kind of like this. If I don't know if you can see me. It's like that. Yeah. And he only has three fingers. And I kind of headcanon... It's kind of like being left-handed. Or maybe, you know, the people making the movie were just like, nah, we're not counting fingers. Let's just, you know, make the thing. Santa Claus has four fingers and a thumb. The kids have different number of fingers. One has four fingers, one has five. The fat kid's father has four fingers. Lockshock and Barrel have three fingers. You're saying fingers, and I keep thinking a thumb is a finger. I'm not counting the thumb as a finger. Do we want to say four digits versus five digits i'm not counting the thumb the crazy twins have four fingers cool yeah like it's super crazy i was like what oogie has a bone structure with three fingers oogie boogie doesn't have hands yeah but i'm looking at his bone structure hmm. like his oh i forgot you have the, in book. the sketch grace has yeah. the grace has the magic all telling book all telling book about nightmare did you give this to me no that wasn't me Maybe it was my parents. What's I think it was your parents. Probably. The film, the art, the vision, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's something I would give you, but not I wouldn't me. With complete lyrics from the film. Hmm. Featured on our Halloween episode. Oh my gosh, I can it. see inside Oogie's guts. <laughs> why would you want to do that? I mean, I why know, not? I can also see all of Sally's head. Okay, I'm putting this down. I'll just get stuck. <laughs> Thanks. We're recording. So, awards. Awards. Yay! 101 Dalmatians wasn't nominated for an Annie, a Golden Globe, or an Oscar, but its soundtrack was nominated for a Grammy for Best Recording for Children. What up? Nightmare Before Christmas was nominated for Best Animated Feature at the Annie's, and it won Best Creative Supervision for a Animated Feature and Artistic Excellence for an Animated Feature. At the Golden Globes, it was nominated for Best Original Score, and at the Oscars, it was nominated for Best Visual Effects. Because, duh. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yep. So, uh, just for uh, formality's sake, Grace, what's your pick? Uh, Nightmare. Cool. And Tori, what's yours? I'm going to go with 101. Do- kidding. 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 My pick is also Nightmare. I mean, there's there's just a lot more to it than 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, 
Which makes sense, because I feel like they started... That's a really dumb statement that I'm probably about to make. I feel like they started adding a lot more to movies, like, later on, if that makes sense. Do y'all know what I'm talking Maybe. about? At least, yeah. at, at least in, in like, a more cohesive way. A lot more complex storytelling. Yes. Okay. That that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going for. for. A yeah. lot of these... Like, when you look back at the, like, the princess, the older princess movies that are based off of old fairy tales and stuff, I mean, they come from these fairly simple fairy tales and they're kind of diluted. Mm-hmm. Right. Hence why a lot of like the older stuff hasn't really made it to round two. Like it's not that we're showing ta- favoritism and stuff like that. It's just storytelling a matters. little deeper. Yes. That's the biggest Thank you, thing Grace, for helping me with words. <laughs> I was like, more. What are you talking about? More. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this next round, this okay. next matchup. Next, we have Cinderella versus Mulan, princess versus princess, air quotes, because <clears throat> who Mulan isn't, ro- isn't royalty. Too true. She's not. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I guess let's just... Plot? Let's... No. Plot kind of runs into everything, but my biggest thing is, okay, don't murder me. Uh... <laughs> don't murder me. Just know you're closer to me than her. True. That's true. Um, but who would you rather have murder you, me or her? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that on air. <laughs> it is a big thing that Mulan is a female icon. However. Oh, yikes. Oh, and okay. hear me out. And hear me out. This is. Oh. I don't think Mulan is about a triumph of women. I think it's about a triumph of self because disagree in the okay just hear me out throughout (laughs) the movie it's not about Mulan trying to be a woman in a hold on hold on I gotta get this perfectly before Grace bites your fucking head off yeah I know go ahead I believe I believe Mulan is about challenging the status quo for herself not for her gender she's not trying to do this thing for women because she's a woman she's trying to find out who she is mulan is selfless the entire movie it's a great character trait she is selfless she is selfless almost the entire movie but it's not because she's a woman she's trying to find out what kind of person she is at the beginning everybody's stigma against her is because she's a woman. She can't join the she can't save her father from enlisting because you can't women can't speak in a man's presence. She gets expelled from the army because she's a woman. Nobody listens to her about Shan Yu because she's a woman. That's never really been Mulan's deal. She's from the beginning, her I want song has nothing to do with her being a woman. It's her trying to find out who she is. Her being a woman is just the social and cultural backdrop that it kind of takes. Yes, it's just a matter of circumstances. Don't get me wrong; it makes Mulan is still a great icon for women. I just don't think that's what her character is about, because it was never Mulan. Never says, I... "I'm a girl. I'm going to prove these men wrong." Her whole thing uh, 
has been no, it, wait that's... wait her whole thing was i want to find out who i am and i need to save my father and i also have to pretend to be a man this whole time and hide my girly bits and be as strong as they are just to survive feminism is not about women being stronger than men or showing up against men it's about showing up equally and being treated equally and the fact that she had to hide herself was the whole point was that she had to go through all of these different challenges that she shouldn't necessarily she wasn't expected to be able to go through because she was a woman but she persevered i don't think that means that this isn't about female empowerment okay i think so i i totally agree like this is a it's a coming-of-age story. It's a find yourself a young teenager becoming an adult and going through those challenges that really push you. We don't grow from things that are easy. We grow the most from, from really challenging and difficult decisions and actions. She went to war for her father and his place, and that is a difficult action in and of itself. The fact that she is a woman who was fighting and hand-to-hand combat against men, where it's not exactly the same conversation as like women in combat now, which is different um, because automated weapons are different than broadswords. In the grand scheme of um, things, no, you're still trying to kill people. <laughs> you are, but I mean, a 120-pound woman is not going to have the same might as a 240-pound man. True. That's just not. That's not realistic. That's physics and biology. But, and biology um but the fact that she is also a woman who accomplished these things inherently makes this a woman's like i don't know i see what you're saying but i was i was thinking about it on the way home um you can do this story with you know any kind of minority you could do this story with any kind of minority uh... like if you take Take a, you know, a gay person, someone who's Muslim, someone who's uh, black, Hispanic, Asian. It's, I think if you strip that away, if you strip away the, um, the stereotype, it's still a journey of self. I think you can, if you put another minority in, say it was a gay boy instead of a straight female, I think it's not nearly as compelling. Well, it could be as compelling a story. You'd have to tell it differently. Yeah, that's um, any. Yeah, it's you change the stereotype and you change the overall. But I don't story. think I get what you're saying. I also think that further proves my point that this is about women. This is about a woman's growth because if not, it would be about gays in the military or it would be about blacks in the military. I mean, I'm not even talking about in the military. I'm thinking, let's say. Well, I'm, I'm like super simplifying it, yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's basically what the struggle is. Mm-hmm. It's the reason that they were not about it was because she was a woman in the military, which was not allowed. It was against the law. It's punishable by death. Mm-hmm. Can it be about both? It, it is about both. I think ultimately the story is about Mulan trying to find herself. I think the conflict comes conflict underline that word comes from mulan being a woman in a man's world does that make sense mm-hmm. i think that's my point like the story is about the story is mulan's journey of finding herself the conflict within the story comes from 
Milan trying to find herself while being in the army, in the Chinese army, while being a woman in the Chinese army. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go with that. It's just something I, I was thinking about while watching the movie. But I have a lot I have a lot more other great things to say about Mulan as a character. Good. Like this that's no no, I'm, I mean moving on from this. Moving on from this part okay. because yeah. we're talking in circles. Okay, let's now. go let's go to the next thing. Yeah. I said I don't know if you guys remember I teased last time that there's an MCU character that reminds me of Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to guess who it is? Just for shiggles? Spider Man? No. Uh, no. Heather? Ideas? Is it in uh, like the movies? Pick yeah, pick the any Marvel MCU? movie character. That's not a woman. I mean the one that keeps coming to mind is Hulk. No. Yeah. Young Captain America before he got Hulky. It is Captain America. I think that yeah. Mulan is a lot like Captain America because like I just said, she is selfless the whole movie. And mm-hmm. Cap's whole thing is not that he wants to fight, is that he w- he doesn't like bullies. What does Cap mm-hmm. carry around? He doesn't carry around a sword. He carries around a shield, mm-hmm. which means he wants to protect people. And Mulan's whole thing, she's not a fighter. She can fight. She's not a fighter. She's doing this to protect her family. She's doing this to protect her father. At the end of the movie, she goes after Shan Yu to protect the emperor and to protect China. The thing I like about this movie, and I'm about to get to Cinderella, don't worry. Hmm. The thing I like about Mulan's character is that she is selfless the entire movie, and but she's never the aggressor. She's always on mm-hmm. defense, and it it's a she doesn't great, attack first. Yes, right? yes, yeah. And they that's kind of first. a that's mm-hmm. kind of a a principle of martial arts too. Yes. Mm-hmm. You never use what you learn to attack people. You're always in defense of the innocent. Or right. defense yeah, of the weak. I definitely weaker. got in trouble for that when I was in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grace, did you use the karate for ill reasons? Mm. I did. I... Yo, even in Power Rangers, Zordon says, never start a fight I, unless you I have know. to. Also, that should answer your question on on earlier on who would you who would you rather murder, you, me, or her? <laughs> Because I don't play fair. <laughs> she will toy with you. <laughs> she will watch you squirm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my that's my big spiel about Mulan. How how great of a character Mulan is. I think mm-hmm. after I think it's a tie between Aladdin and Mulan as you know some of my some of my favorite virtuous Disney characters because they're they're pretty top. Aladdin isn't virtuous at all. Are you kidding? He's a thief. Yo, he doesn't steal he, because he has to. He steals because he needs. No, he doesn't steal because he wants to. He steals because he has no other choice. And yeah, I was about to say, I was like, uh, words, hang on. <laughs> Yo, and, and Aladdin was the diamond in the rough. Cut him a break. It's like Harry Potter. He's the chosen one, bruh. Also, so the reason why I chose Hulk earlier was because, like, Bruce Banner, whenever he, like, teams up with the Avengers, you know? He's like trying to fit in and try to like and is trying to just kind of like blend in with people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he also kind of doesn't really like he knows who he is, but at the same time he's still like it seems like he's still like trying to control it and stuff like that. And so that was like my correlation with him and Milan. They're trying to find themselves and also blend in. Mm-hmm. So good point. Oh, speaking of Aladdin, I found a a comparison with the movies. 
like the beginning of Mulan and the beginning of Aladdin are kind of the same. Go with me. In the beginning of both movies, they set up the main conflict. In Aladdin, it's Jafar trying to get the lamp. In Mulan, it's Shan Yu basically invading China. And then Mm -hmm. they set up the theme and a big character trait of the main character. Aladdin being the diamond in the rough and looking past exteriors. And then Mulan, her her selflessness and her not being able to find out who she is. Right. And How did you catch that? I was really proud of my... Yeah, I tried to do the echo, like, really quietly. <laughs> <laughs> he literally told us not to interrupt him. Come on, guys. We weren't. We were very subtle, and he kept going. You're doing... What are you doing right now, Heather? <laughs> I'm talking with Grace. <laughs> and, then, okay. and then they show the main character do it, them in their normal life before their entire life changes, and then we have a song. Right. I'm never going to catch my breath. Say goodbye to those who knew me. me. Why was I a fool in school for cutting cutting gym? These guys got scared to death. Hope he doesn't see right through me. You gave us two minutes. Yeah. Hang on, I need to put on a timer. (laughs) Just keep going. Whenever you're done. Hang on. Now, we're, now we really we wish it. Oh, wait. Singers. What is it? We know we're in the chorus now. With all the strength of the great typhoons. I'm trying to think of... Strength of the raging... But that's not right. You guys are folding right now. Force, force <laughs> of a great typhoon. Strength of a raging fire. Yeah, mysterious mysterious dark side of the moon. Yeah. What is it? No, but what does Tian Po say? Now that I'm, like, confused on his fucking lyrics real quick. Now, now I really, I really wish that wish I knew how to knew swim. How... It was just the that. Okay. I just didn't have the rhythm right. I'm sorry. It's been a minute. And we're done. <laughs> Speaking of singing, let's finally get to Cinderella a little bit. Yes. Who do you think has a better singing voice? Eileen Woods or Leah Salonga? Eileen. Wait, which one's which? Eileen Woods is Cinderella. Leah Salonga is Mulan. Eileen, I remember having a very like beautiful classic soprano voice not quite up there with snow white but just very who's up there with snow white nobody right and that's really about it (laughs) but but yeah like just this really floaty i i don't know yeah i think i think her it's very mellow leah has a much more like conversational singing voice i think just because of the songs are more convers- like she's talking either to herself or she's talking to um like she's singing in between all of the other people who are kind of they're singing but really it's about them expressing their trauma so yeah i'm gonna have to go with cinderella mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah eileen i feel like she had more um vocal background training i guess mm-hmm. yeah. if that makes sense because she's like she's like a really well-known like jazz singer and stuff too yeah and i mean leah salonga is a singer too train singer yeah, yeah. she just sound uh the the way she portrays mulan singing voice it sounds more um like a, like a, how like a modern not pop star but you know what i mean pop star yeah that's what i was thinking yeah mm-hmm. yeah like how how they would portray their singing and stuff like that like with less 
and like vibrato and all that shit let me give uh cinderella some of the same love that i gave or the same attention that i gave mulan and love something that i i wrote uh, that i was thinking about as far as themes go is the whole is being a servant versus being a daughter because both mulan and cinderella are kind of in air quotes service to their family mulan's is more of an is an honor and cinderella's is mm-hmm. more of a duty but when you kind of think about it like which they can kind of be bent either way well not cinderella's mm-hmm. toward honor but like you think about it why does cinderella do any of this i mean is it because she's a nice person or what because i mean she gets yelled at and treated terribly yeah. by it's another family it's another thing so abuse yeah is that it i think yeah I, yes. I think they keep her isolated they don't let her have any of like the funds or anything that i'm sure her dad left her because that's her step family right the whole mm-hmm. like evil stepmother i think thing. i think part of it is we know so much of the cinderella backstory from all of these different versions yeah of cinderella so like when I think Cinderella, it's hard to differentiate the backstory that comes from, like, the live-action Cinderella with Brandy. And, um, I have to see that. I haven't seen that one. Oh, I used to love that one as a kid. Oh, I still love that one. Wait. Or, like, even, which one? even Ever After with Drew Barrymore. Hmm. Wait, which one's the one. first one? What are you talking about? The first one that we had just mentioned. The first live-action one that we mentioned. It has Whitney Houston and Oh, I have Brandy. seen that one. Yeah, dude. I fucking yeah. love that one. That one was my fave. Um, yeah, right. I meant, I meant the more recent one. Sorry, I, I um, don't have. Yeah, or that one. That one's good head, too. So. It's surprisingly good. I like that one. Yeah, but I haven't seen. And it. Yeah. That's um, can I? T- I freaking love Helena Bottom Carter as the fairy godmother. Like, holy perfect. Mm-hmm. Just she is kind of quirky. I loved it. She is super quirky. I loved it. Oh, and uh, Heather Agent Carter is her mom in that movie. What? That's yeah, Agent crazy. Carter plays her mom. Uh, oh, what's her yeah, name? Haley, Haley Atwell plays her mom. Speaking of strong strong female characters. <laughs> yeah. Mulan's whole thing is, you know, honoring her family, and it's kind of in service of, you know, her family's legacy. And then it becomes kind of a dude. It feels like a, a duty that's, you know, put on her because of, you know, she's a young woman in Chinese culture. And then mm-hmm. Cinderella, you know, she's really doesn't have yeah. to take all of that. But she does anyway. So it's kind of a, a parallel that both have going on. I feel like she had to take it because she wasn't like of age to really do anything to fight back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because her dad died in in this in this version. Her dad died when she was at a young age, um, and then basically from then on, the stepmom was like kind of the biggest bitch and <laughs> kind of you know and yeah was the biggest bitch uh trademark and um so she immediately started treating her poorly because she had her kids and then there was the other one you know what i mean yeah it's an that's, that's interesting is in this version of cinderella lady tremaine we don't see very much of how terrible she is like she's demanding and we get the sense that she's cruel, mm-hmm. but we don't really see she's not really a villain as much as like Sean Yu or like Ursula, who is really trying to destroy 
someone or something or some force, Lady Tremaine doesn't really, just doesn't care about Cinderella. Like, she gets some joy out of making her miserable, but that's not her primary objective. Her primary objective is to live in comfort. Yeah. Yeah, she just steps all over Cinderella to kind of get get to get that because we don't know like what type of abuse or whatever she's using you know like Mm -hmm. basically from the point that cinderella's dad you know passes away to whenever we catch up in the movie but she is like stuck in basically in a tower totally like not even near the rest of the family right Mm -hmm. in like this Mm -hmm. tiny little room you know and it's like okay you have to you know wait on our beck like our beck and call and stuff like that like you have to do this like this is this is mm-hmm. your life now you know so she's she's really controlling in that sense too so it's yeah. i feel like it's more like mind games and uh then once Cinderella is finally like kind of fed up with it like cuz cuz we see her wanting to fight back but then she's like mm, you know yeah and then she becomes a doormat whenever she gets yelled at. I wish we would have gotten a, a baseline for Lady Tremaine's cruelty. And by which I mean yeah, seeing her before she was cruel to Cinderella and what she's like after. Because who knows? That could have mm-hmm. just been how Lady Tremaine was when her father was alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you want to see Lady Tremaine whenever her dad's alive versus after, after he's dead and like yeah. that switch? Okay. Yeah. I would have liked to see that too, yeah. But I mean it's it's early Disney so like not super expecting it, but we're not given much nice. in the in the in the place of backstory. Right. Yeah. There's no there's More no just setup. The we're just now. right into the we're just right into the story. Right. You mentioned Sean Yu. Sean Yu's goal. I'm not going to I'm not going to go on about Sean Yu because we have a whole villain episode where I did that. Um his <laughs> whole his whole goal is just destruction and superiority. There's no MacGuffin. There's no magic box or, you know, magic lamp that he's trying to get to. He just wants to fuck shit up and let everybody know that he's the best at doing it. And I like that. Yeah, it's definitely a power play. He's just like, it's a power you trip. built this wall to try to keep me out? No, Why'd you, you built that? this wall to invite me. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who line. they're going to get to be Sean Yu in the live action movie. Ooh. I just thought about that. Ooh. The Rock. No. It'll probably be someone Asian, but oh. The Rock. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> I literally thought I of Maui, and then I was like, man, who played Maui? It was The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> See, Heather and I on it. We're on the same if, wavelength. If they just get the Chinese version of The Rock, just that'd be great. That'd there be you perfect. go. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I'm work on so that. I can't think of any large Chinese men in Hollywood. <laughs> Shouting into a speaker, find me the find me the Chinese version of The Rock. I need him. Okay. Uh, do you want to do awards? No, I have one more piece of trivia that will blow you guys' minds. The voice of Let's the go. matchmaker is the same actress who played Professor Sprout in the Harry Potter series. Oh my gosh, that makes so Dude, much sense. Dude, that's so cool. Fa Mulan. <laughs> Present. <laughs> yeah, and Professor Sprout doesn't really say all that much in the Harry Potter series. Speaking she has maybe permission? three scenes. Five, six lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I looked that up and I was like, holy shit, that's great. I love it. Wait, are you sure it's Professor Sprout and not the Quidditch instructor? No, that's Madame Hooch. It's not Madame Hooch? It's not Madame that Hooch. Sounds, that seems, like, in my head, that makes more sense. 
It's on the internet, Yikes. so it's got to be true. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. She's Yikes. also in Happy Feet. <laughs> yeah. As Mrs. Astrakhan. If anyone can, Mrs. Astrakhan yeah. can. Very cool. Moving on to awards. Cinderella didn't receive any Annie or any Golden Globe nominations. At the Oscars, it got nominated for Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. And it got nominated mm. for Best Sound, which became the category <laughs> Best Sound Mixing. At the Annie Awards, Mulan won Best Animated Feature, Best Directing, Producing, Animated Effects, Character Animation for Shang, Voice Acting for Ming-Na Wen as Mulan, Best Music, Best Writing, Sound Production, and Storyboarding. At the Golden Globes, it was nominated for Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Reflection. And then at the Oscars, it was nominated for Best Original Score for a Musical or a Comedy. Okay. Man, Reflection was not nearly as iconic as Be a Man. Yeah. It's no, probably because it was not. a solo work, though. Or yeah. It, yeah. it's probably just because it was, like, only her. Did you know that was Christina Aguilera's first single? I did know that. I really? remember being played all the time on the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Lord. All the time. Yeah. Hmm. I was arguing with my yeah. boss about it because Reflection and Mulan came out in 98. Or no, it came out... Reflection debuted in 97 before the movie came out. And then Christina Aguilera's album came out at the end of 98. Gina in the Bottle yeah. came out in 98, mm-hmm. right? Huh. So without Mulan, we wouldn't have Christina Aguilera, I guess. <laughs> so uh, what's your pick, Grace? Uh, my pick is Mulan. Why? I like I like the songs better than this. Um, I like the strong female role. I think it's a more compelling story. I do really like Cinderella. It's one of my favorite of the classic Disney princess movies. It might be my favorite classic Disney princess movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fairy godmother. I'm not crazy about the whole mice thing. Like they could just be completely taken out of the story, and I'd be fine with that. That like subplot between. Um, yeah, like I don't. Yeah. I don't need any of that. But which I think we talked about in a previous episode. Um, yeah, we talked about it last time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about Sean Yu as a um, as a really excellent, like one of the most successful villains. And, and he's really menacing. He's truly, but focus. It's not about, his. he's only concerned with winning. He's mm-hmm. not concerned about screwing anyone over in the process. Right. He just wants to take over the country. Yeah, it's a strategy mm-hmm. game for him, and that's yeah. really fucking terrifying. Because he has, yeah. like, the players that can help to make that to work. Make that work. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, yeah. shit. Yeah. So yeah, Mulan moves on for me. My pick is also Mulan, duh. Because Mulan is such a strong... I'm going to say this. Mulan is one of my favorite characters from a character perspective. And then Sean Yu is one of my favorite villains from, you know, a success standpoint. So, of course, I'm going to pick Mulan. And then it's a good story that, like we were talking about, like I mentioned earlier, you can, you know, change the, the conflict and keep the main, what I think is the idea of the story of finding yourself and you can this can be done in so many ways it's Mm -hmm. done very well here so i mean it really gets Mm -hmm. a big a big yes for me my pick is mulan 
so moving on to round three are Nightmare Before Christmas and Mulan. Really not looking forward. To... <laughs> I forget. I, I think these two are facing each other next round. That's going to be fun. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, though. Um, okay, so the three rules for Drunken Disney for 101 Dalmatians are drink anytime there's a new dog on screen and you have to count the puppies as one dog, an ensemble dog. Mm-hmm. Um, drink anytime the henchmen do something stupid. Those would be frequent. And drink anytime there's any reference to Cruella DeVille by name or nickname. I like it. Especially the henchman doing something stupid one. That's mm-hmm, my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weirdo. Okay, so for our next episode, we are doing our next bracket episode, which will be Fox and the Hound versus Toy Story. And <clears throat> I remember this time, Tangled versus Finding Nemo. Oh, well, that's so what we're you going to, Tangled was involved. We're going to end round two with Finding Nemo. Oh, joy. Winning. (laughs) See what happens when we get there. Oh, the suspense is killing me. (laughs) See, and if if Grace was editing this, whenever you said in the bracket, and then with Finding Nemo, that, like, she could cut the whole, like, stuff in the middle of... I mean, ending round two, she could just cut it, and then Finding Nemo would probably win. (laughs) Technicalities! I don't want it to win, but technicalities, uh, I don't know. I'm just Heather, I think Skype glitched, so I didn't hear any of that. What? What? That, that, <laughs> that, 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 what? Don't. It's, it's, it's not important. I'm going to edit the thing, and and, and no. basically finding the was going to win. Don't worry about don't it. Don't let it's her fine. edit it. <laughs> <laughs> she do the grace cut. She do the grace cut of the podcast. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. <laughs> Just finding Nemo. Winning Grace cut of the podcast is after half as one long. round. <laughs> you can follow Disney Versus on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Versus and on Twitter at Disney VS. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five star review, drop a comment, and uh, let us know how we're doing. If you drop us a comment, we'll read it on air or on cast or whatever. We'll read it out loud, and then we'll say, and then we'll praise you a lot because we really, really like reviews. You can also follow us on uh, Google Play Music or listen to us on Google Play Music. Sorry, and you can give us some uh... eighteen puppies and a quarter puppies. Christmas puppies. tree cakes. <laughs> no, I don't want a quarter of a puppy. <laughs> give us eight and a leg of a of a puppy. <laughs> Gross. Eight puppies and a leg. I'm just kidding. Go with Grace's. Grace's is less bloody. So give us a uh, 18 and a quarter Christmas tree. What are they called again? Cakes. Cakes. Like little debbies, but the tree cakes. Oh, those things are gross. You're gross. Those things I are shut your dirty for mouth, Tori. Thank you for listening to all of our shenanigans and tangents. We really appreciate it. Yeah. This was a fun episode. We will see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.